Good morning, church. My name is Scott Gilliland, and this is Reagan, and this is Andy. And Reagan and I are associate pastors here at Lover's Lane, and we have the joy of being co-pastors of this worship community that we call Thrive. And with everything being a little bit different this week and for a few weeks to come, we thought it would be fun to worship together as a family, right, Andy? And uh, to be on a couch. And we don't get to be in our PJs, but Andy gets to be in her PJs. She's rocking her Frozen 2 PJs today. Thank you, Disney Plus, uh, our title sponsor. No, I'm kidding. And uh, we're, we're glad that you're with us this morning. And we want to say a word of welcome to not only those who normally attend Thrive, but also those who are just simply looking for an online worship community this Sunday. We know churches all over the country, and especially all over here in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, are foregoing in-person worship. And so we know that there are people with us that normally aren't with us on Sunday mornings. We say hello to you, and especially to Walnut Hill UMC, one of our sister congregations in town who was looking for a place to worship, and we know that many of you are with us this morning online. Yes, and uh, if we do good enough, we're going to steal the church members, I think is our goal. I don't think that's what's oh, happening. Okay. No, Reagan. No, okay. I don't think that was part Just of the kidding. deal. Yeah. Good joke, though. Good joke. Yeah. Uh, so uh, today we are going to be talking about in this season uh, where we don't know what's coming next necessarily. We know that, that the headlines change seemingly every day. And there is a lot of fear and anxiety. Uh, we recognize that. Interestingly enough, this was a Sunday that we had set aside months ago as part of our Soul Reset series to talk about prayer, to talk about hitting pause and coming to a rest and going to God in the relationship of prayer. And today we actually have a very interesting scripture that, again, we had chosen months ago, and yet it could not be better for where we are today as a people of faith. Because I think as, as Christian people, as people who walk with Jesus, we have to ask ourselves, how can our faith be a guide for us? How can our prayer life be a guide for us during a very uncertain time? So we're going to be looking at a, a couple of psalms this morning. The book of Psalms is one of my favorite books in the Bible because it is so accessible. You don't need to know a whole lot of historical context or, or all that kind of stuff to, to really understand the Psalms because really it's almost like the church's first hymn book. It's a collection of songs and they're really more of a window into the heart of the life of faith uh, than they are a story about, about a certain people in a certain time. These are songs that transcend time that always feel relevant because it's just about what it means to be a human in relationship with God and living in the world. And Psalm 42 and 43 are special for us today because they're written from the perspective of someone who finds themselves in exile, meaning they're not at home. They're not the place they want to be. And where they really want to be is in the temple. They want to be at church, and they can't be there. And they're wondering, what do they do with a faith when they can't go to the one place that makes their faith feel safe? Does that sound like anybody else today? I think this is a set of scriptures that we all need to hear today. And the really cool thing for us is Reagan and I and Andy are going to walk through this psalm. And it's going to form for us a really helpful morning prayer that we think we could use every day this week to help allow us to start our day in prayer and to help allow us to start as a non-anxious presence, to allow us to breathe deeper and to invite God into our day and to reflect upon how every day can be a faithful day as we walk with Jesus. So with all that being said, Reagan, do you want to begin by reading our scripture? If you've got your app on your phone like I do, or if you've got a Bible with you, we're at Psalm 42. 
All right, let's read together. I'm trusting you that you're reading this as well. (laughs) Just like a deer that craves streams of water, my whole being craves you, God. My whole being thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and see God's face? My tears have been my food both day and night as people constantly question me, where's your God now? But I remember these things as I bear my soul. I made my way to the mighty one's abode, to God's own house, with joyous shouts and thanksgiving songs, a huge crowd celebrating the festival. Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Hope in God, because I will again give him thanks, my saving presence, and my God. So... When I read this scripture, I started to think about what first came to my mind. And I don't know about you, but um, I keep a glass of water on my nightstand, probably like many people do. Andy, do you keep water um, what by do you, your... What do you keep by your bed? Milk. Yeah. Milk. Whenever you're about to go to bed, what do you always ask for every night as a total not stalling move? Milk. Yeah, Exactly. And what do we give you usually? Just water. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So we all know what it's like. Um, And in the morning, you know, I wake up to it and, um, you know, it's usually full, although not recently because I actually get up in the night because of a baby, unlike some people who get to sleep through the night. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry. Um, But usually, or before having another baby, you know, I'd have that glass of water, and I would wake up to it, and it would be untouched. And in the morning, instead, you know, you haven't drank anything all night, so right. you're probably really thirsty, but I don't go for that first. I, uh, I always grab for my phone, usually. And it made me think about how I don't thirst for God. Like, when I wake up, it's not the first thing. Like, how can I spend time with God this morning? It's like, I need to check my email. I need to know what's going on on Facebook. Uh, I need to go into the pit, which is Twitter or whatever it is. And so immediately I go into anxiety and I go into fear because I haven't taken a moment to thirst for God first thing in the morning. So I have to ask myself, how am I taking a breath? How am I taking a moment first thing? How am I acknowledging God? Because as you notice in the passage in verse 3, it says, where's your God now? People asking, where's your God now? And it always feels really good when someone asks me something like that and I could say, oh, well, he's with me because he was with me this morning. He's with me now. I find it's easier to, to answer that question when I know where God has been and, and God has been with me. God is with us. And so uh, this passage, really this first part, just reminds me first thing in the morning, even for a moment, if I can take a breath, if I can take a moment and give thanks to God, I think it can really change my whole day um, and the trajectory of my day. So that's kind of what, where I went. That's good. I'm just experiencing what all of our families at home are experiencing <laughs> right now. And, and just to say, this is our own wiggle meter, right? So we know how wiggly your kids are at home as well. Um, when I read this first passage, it really connects to the first part of our morning prayer every morning. Uh, the psalmist wishes he could be at the temple 
and yet he can't. And so what he does is rather than giving into the fear of wondering, am I ever going to see the temple again? Maybe this is it for me. Uh, rather than allowing that fear to seize him, he instead he remembers what it was like to be in the temple. He remembers God's faithfulness. Like Reagan said, he remembered where God had guided him before. And so our first portion of our morning prayer that we're going to be using for this week is this. God, guide me from fear to faith. And then we're going to fill in the blank by saying this. Thank you for your faithfulness when... And I think it'd be great for all of us to begin every morning, to begin our prayer life with remembering where God has been faithful before. Because I don't know about you, but I know like my daughter is already wondering when we're going to get to have more fun back at school. And we don't know the answer to that. And so we have to remember those times when God has been faithful to us. Andy, I have a question for you. When do you feel like God was with you? Happy. God makes you happy when, God, when you're with God? Yeah? God makes me happy too. Reagan, how about you? When's the time that you knew that God was faithful to you? Uh, I think, uh, for instance, a lot of us are probably feeling kind of alone because you're kind of isolated right now. But um, when I first moved to Dallas and I didn't know a single person, um, that God met me with such a great community and I didn't feel alone. And so hopefully um, right now, even as isolated as we are, that I hope you feel God's faithfulness of people checking in on you, which is, you know, hopefully inspiration that you are checking in on people, especially that people that we know that probably struggle with maybe depression or people that just really have a hard time. We need to make sure we're, um, you know, surrounding them as a community of faith. And that, that shows God's faithfulness through people. Absolutely. Okay, so we continue in. Uh, my wiggle meter is increasing now. <laughs> Psalm 42, beginning in verse 6 now, it says this. Andy, will you come help me read this? I need your help with this one, okay? I'm going to ask you to say the very last part, okay? My whole being is depressed, it says. That's why I remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep called to deep at the noise of your waterfalls. Have you ever seen a waterfall? You know what a waterfall is where the water comes down like that? Yeah, on, on that billboard on the tollway. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the billboard on the, <laughs> on the highway. All your massive waves surged over me, it says. By day the Lord commands his faithful love. By night... His song is with me. What's your favorite song? I ran out of that grave. I ran out of that grave. You like when Mr. Rafe sings that song, don't you? That is her favorite song, Mr. Rafe. (laughs) A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my solid rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I have to walk around sad and oppressed by enemies? With my bones crushed, my foes make fun of me, constantly questioning me, where is your God now? All right, Andy, here's where I need your help. Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Can you say this? Can you say, hope in God? Hope in God. Hope in God, because I will again give him thanks, my saving presence, and say, my God. My God. That's right, because God is with us. So, I don't know about you, but following the news this past week, um, I did not make it to Costco Uh, after seeing pictures of panic that began to set in. See, when we start out in fear, that can quickly become panic uh, when we don't turn away from it. That's right. And before we know it, uh, we're in line for an hour and a half trying to buy 187,000 rolls of toilet paper. And and while that may have made some people laugh and it may have made other people really annoyed, uh, the truth is it's honestly a really sad part of our humanity. Uh, Because when we give in to fear and we turn to panic, Like, listen to the psalmist when he says, my bones are being crushed. Andy, have you ever tried to crush me when we wrestle? 
Yeah. Do you ever give me a body slam? Yeah, exactly. Are you about to try to do that yeah. right now? I hope not. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the, the psalmist knows, like, he feels like his whole life is about to end. And we know that he's not actually getting crushed physically, but that's what it feels like. That panic is setting in, kind of like it is for my daughter right now. The problem is when we give in to panic, when we end up in line at Costco trying to buy 187,000 rolls of toilet paper, we're not doing anybody any good. We're not doing ourselves any good. We're allowing ourselves to, to, to be seized by this really unhealthy part of ourselves. And we're not doing our community any good. When we allow ourselves instead, though, to be drawn to the peace of God, a peace of God that doesn't come from ignoring life's problems, but instead, like Sarah said earlier, by acknowledging our fear, but then choosing to take faithful and thoughtful actions. When we have that peace of God that allows us to know that our life is not going to be over that we can still do something really good that day, then we get to live a much more helpful and healthy and holy, faithful life. So the second part of our morning prayer is this. God, guide me from panic to peace. Guide me from panic to peace. Allow me to take seriously what is going on around me, but don't let it overwhelm me. And then we're going to fill in the blank by saying, today, just today, you call me to focus on and then what is it? Not, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about a week from now because we don't know what it's going to look like a week from now. What is it that God's calling us to do that morning, that day? And so for me today, and Reagan has a couple of her own, for me today, I'm, we're, you know, our family's been thinking about our neighbor, Miss Anita, who's older and has a couple of health conditions. And so we've been checking in on her to make sure that she has what she needs and that she's resourced well because we want to be good neighbors and be helpful to our friend Miss Anita. Right, Andy? We love Miss Anita, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Reagan, what about you? What is God calling you to focus on today? Um, well, doing what I can to keep our family healthy and, and, and safe and all of that. So taking, you know, saying no to things. If I really... Oh, I've got, I've got to have that thing and realizing, no, I, I can stay home. I don't need that thing. Um, again, checking on the people that I know really need it. Um, if you know someone that's working in healthcare, that now's your time to love on them because there's just a domino effect of right. if, you know, if a nurse um, gets sick and then how she has to be away from the family and, and all of that. And so I need to focus on caring for my family and, and supporting people that I know that really, really need it right now. Yeah. So. Andy, what's one thing you want us to do today as a family? We we should stick to, we should stick together. Okay. And we should catch Annie if she runs out of her gate. If our dog runs away, we should catch her. That is good. <laughs> I I hope that doesn't happen today. But we should focus on keeping Annie in the house too, huh? Yeah. Good idea. Okay. That brings us to our, our, our final portion of Scripture this morning. This is actually Psalm 43, but it's part, really, it's part of the same psalm. Uh, they're, they're divided in chapters, but it flows right into this next verse and stanza. It says this, Establish justice for me, God. Argue my case against ungodly people. Rescue me from the dishonest and unjust, because you are my God, my protective fortress. Andy, do you know what a fortress is? It's like a castle. Do you have a castle? What kind of castle do you have in your room? A frozen two castle. A frozen two castle. Our family brought to you by Frozen Two. Why have you rejected me? Why do I have to walk around sad and oppressed by enemies? Send your light and truth. Those will guide me. 
Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Again, he's talking about the temple. Let me come to God's altar. Let me come to God, my joy, my delight. Then I will give you thanks with the liar, God, my God. Why, I ask myself, are you so depressed? Why are you so upset inside? Andy, I need you to help me out again. Can you say hope in God? Hope in God. Because I will again give him thanks, my saving presence and my God. Can you say my God? My God. That's right. That's your God. Okay. Andy, I have a question for you. What do you like to pray about most? What do you pray about? What do you think? I like to pray for God. For God? Okay. okay. What else do you pray for? When we pray before a meal, what do you say? I pray for Jude. For you Jude, pray for Jude. Your brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you like to pray for? Jenna. For Jenna. <laughs> Aunt Jenna, yeah. <laughs> What's mommy trying to fish out of you right oh, now? Oh, no, nothing. Oh, okay. I didn't know if there was an answer <laughs> you were looking for. So I know, Andy, sometimes maybe we pray a long time. Do some, like Sunday morning, does Pastor Stan sometimes pray a long time? Yeah, you get the wiggles. Yeah. So I know for me, um, sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I don't even know what to pray. But I love this line in verse 3 that says, Send your light in truth. And I think right now, you know, there's all these conflicting stories of what's going on, and we need hope, we need to be able to look, you know, to the future. And so, um, for me, this, I feel like this is going to be one of my prayers, is just send your light and truth, God. Yeah. Make it evident, make it real, make it so clear um, what truth is, and let us not get discouraged and not have despair, let's not, you know, we're going to feel those things, but don't let those overwhelm us. Yeah, talking about being overwhelmed. So if, if fear leads to panic, and then panic will lead to despair, right? Where you think it's all done. I have no future. I have no hope. And, and that's a really dangerous place to be. I don't know if some of you are like me. As someone who lives with depression, right? Uh, this has been a hard few days because I'll look, get on those threads uh, about the, the spread of coronavirus, and I'll just start to, to snowball. It'll get really bad really quick, and I'll wake up in the morning more tense than the day before. And, and I've had to sort of allow myself to stop, not stop being informed, not stop taking precautions, but I've had to stop focusing just on how bad things could get and instead also look for and hear stories of how good things can be. Because the psalmist is able to turn his attention outward, right? When we look beyond ourselves, it's important what we allow to really grab our attention because um, there will always be headlines that can scare us and can drive us to fear and to panic and despair. But I've been so inspired, the stories of the healthcare workers, both in Wuhan and in Italy and even here in the States, the, the people on the front lines who are, who are giving so much of themselves, living in that Christ-like sacrificial love, that gives me a lot of hope hope, or, or locally our school districts who are ensuring that children can still eat, yes. even though school is not going to be in session, that gives me so much hope, and it reminds me that people, at the end of the day, as God said when God made us, God said we were very, 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 very good, and I need to remember that, and I need to remember that my God is very, very very, very, can you say this with me? Very, 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 good. That's right. Very good. So the last part of our morning prayer is God, guide me from despair to hope. 
when we look beyond ourselves, when we look at what the future could hold, can we see that light and that truth, those those little points of light that give us hope? And so the the fill-in-the-blank part here is, in our morning prayer, we're going to say, I have seen your hope in And I want all of us every morning to look back at just the day before and say, where did I see hope yesterday? Where did I see that point of light, that point of truth that God was saying, hey, don't give up hope. There is hope. What is that point for us? Andy, what made you really happy yesterday? Did we do something that made you really happy yesterday? Can you think? Hmm. Think about it. Reagan, what what gave you hope yesterday? Uh... Well, one thing that gave me hope uh, yesterday, uh, I assisted in a funeral Let's yesterday. Let's listen. With a, a okay. twenty, a young, a young kid, who was actually in the youth group when I first came to Lovers Lane, um, and he had been fighting a long time with cancer, and it wasn't a good diagnosis from the beginning. But yesterday, you know, it was a packed house, and uh, I saw the hope in people's face, even though, of course incredible grief, incredible sorrow, incredible pain and and loss and all that. But I feel like there was hope in these people's eyes, especially all these young people that weren't discouraged, um, that I think about how they have hope to continue the legacy of how this young man lived, uh, hope uh, to continue on, you know. Um, and, And also, which was unsaid, is a a hope uh, that eventually cancer could be cured, every form of it. And I just Mm. felt like we left celebrating and there was just this hope. I didn't leave in despair, but I I left encouraged. And so I just, I left saying, you know, God is still good. And and that's hard to do, especially when it's someone young that passes away. And that's the point. Even, even in those difficult times, especially in uncertain times, there is still hope if we can look for it. And not only do we need to see it, we need to share it. And so one thing we're asking you to do um, this week, Reagan and I are going to be posting this morning prayer and the questions uh, after worship is done here this morning, and we're going to do so for the next week. And we're going to ask you to tell us what are your responses. Tell us about those times in your life, looking back, way back. When are those times that you knew God was with you, that God proved faithful and walked with you through a difficult time? What is God calling you to focus on every single morning just for that day? We want to know how we are all living as the church. The church is not simply four walls and a steeple. It exists far beyond that. So how are all of us focusing on what God is calling us to each and every single day? And lastly, where are you seeing hope? Because sometimes we won't be able to see it. Sometimes we'll have a day where we may wonder where it is, and that's when we need others in our lives to say, here's some hope that I see, and I want you to see it too. And so this is a time when we can really leverage our sense of community. And we can reach out to one another, even though we can't see each other physically, even though we can't embrace one another, we can share um, these stories of faithfulness, these uh, areas of focus, and these points of hope in our lives. So once again, our morning prayer each day this week, God, guide me from fear to faith. Thank you for your faithfulness when? God, guide me from panic to peace. Today, you call me to focus on And God, guide me from despair to hope. I have seen your hope in. And I think if we can begin our mornings this this week with this prayer, it'll help to root us and ground us in the non-anxious presence of God, to invite God into our days, so that rather than being people of fear and panic and despair, instead we could be people of faith and of peace and of hope. 
That's our prayer for our community this morning. Andy, thank you for being so good. And kids at home, thank you for being good while, while your mommies and daddies and, and other folks have been watching this morning. At this time, uh, I'm going to say a prayer. Andy, let's say a prayer together, okay? So this is you, and this is God, kids. This is you, this is God. Let's bring them together, and let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for this ability to worship. Even though we can't gather physically together, we're gathered together in spirit. God, we give you thanks for the words of Psalm 42 and 43 that remind us even when we're not where we wish we could be, even when we feel stuck in a place that we don't exactly love, even when we wonder where you are or what's going to happen, we can have hope, we can have peace, we can have faith that you are a God who has guided us before and you're a God who is with us now. We are never alone. Whether we're at home with our families or we're home by ourselves, we are never alone because God, you are with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.